to the second baseman Cano. The Yankees are back on top. Oh, what a shot by Stanton. And the Yankees have taken the lead. Going back Sanders. On the track. At the wall. Hey guys, welcome back. Today is November 15th. We are back for episode six. Going to be one of our uh, shorter episodes of the podcast, but we did want to get back out here. Uh, and Chris, how are you doing today, bud? I know uh, it's been a rough day for you. Yeah, no, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We definitely feel that. Um, good news for uh, Yankee land. It's official that uh, Luis Rojas is now the third base coach of the New York Yankees. So no longer do we have to hear Phil Nevin's name come up. Uh, how excited well, are just, you for it literally it just did. It just came up now. So right. I mean, but this is the last time your whole, you ruined your whole point. No, I didn't. This is the yeah, last time that we have to, this is the last time that we have to hear of his name and his name will never have to be mentioned again. But like I was going to say before, before I was uh, interrupted by you, uh, I wanted you <laughs> I wanted you to uh, be able to give your thoughts on what you think of Luis Rojas now that it's official. He came from the Mets. The Mets kind of sucked. But I don't know really anything about Luis Rojas because I'm a Yankee fan and a Yankee fan only. And I really <laughs> only started watching the Yankees like heavily this year and never really paid attention to the Mets. So I really don't have much of an opinion other than the fact that he's better than Phil Nevin. So, oh, there's his name again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how how many times we're gonna wind up saying that name but uh yeah i think i think luis rojas was a great pick uh our guy steven from the sports wave uh hit us up on ig as soon as it became official and he said have fun with him and steven we definitely will uh you know the mets aren't a great team you know they obviously got lindor and it looks like they're gonna go after bias or or Chris Bryant and free agency. And they're really trying to build that team back up to, you know, try to make a push in a division that's overall not the best. Um, I just don't think Rojas fit their plans anymore. Uh, he was a great organizational piece for them in the minor league. It just never transferred over to the major league level. But I think for the Yankees sake and, you know, not making him the manager, but just a coach, I think that's going to do him really well. And it's going to help Boone out a lot, having someone that has managerial experience in the MLB, but they can kind of feed off of each other uh, for ideas and help each other out to, you know, hopefully bring this Yankees team to a World Series in uh, 2022. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't see how long the deal was for. Um Let's see. Does it say anything here? It does not. But either way, Luis Rojas is going to be here for at least 2022, if not longer. Um, so congratulations, sir. Just let's make sure that you don't uh, finally make it to, the, to the, uh, the, the white side of the force in New York. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just make sure you don't send any of our runners and get them thrown out of the plate, please. Yeah, we are. We already had that happen too many times. Uh, but moving on, uh, we got some uh, guys that we need to congratulate from the New York Yankees. 
they did uh, send out the all MLB uh, nominees for this year. And uh, the Yankees have five players that have been nominated. Uh, so, you know, nice round of applause for these guys after. Uh, Chapman, Cole, Stanton, Judge, and Luizaga. So, very nice job. Nice little golf clap. Um, the only two I see winning the rewards are Judge and Cole. Maybe not even Cole. I could definitely see Judge getting it without a doubt. I could see Stanton getting it. I, I could too if Otani wasn't there. Mm, you're right. Otani's Otani's yeah. going to be the reason why Stanton doesn't get it. Uh, Luiza is not going to get it because he wasn't a closer, even though he was absolutely phenomenal all year. Chapman, he was so high the first like two half two and a half months of the year, uh, but then he did have his inconsistency, so I don't see that there. And then Cole is just like a juggle. It's like he was the most dominant pitcher. And then he had that September and he had that wild card game, which is definitely going to affect it. Um, but we'll see. But, you know, shout out to the five of them for getting nominated for that, because that's definitely a, a big thing to have on your resume. Um, and, you know, we wish them the best of the luck. And, you know, we would love if all five of them won it. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, but I yeah. doubt that's going to happen. Yep. Yep. Um, also, another thing, uh, your favorite free agent, Carlos Correa, won the Platinum Gold Glove Award for American League this week. You know what Another color goes really good with platinum? White and navy blue. Yeah, I bet it does. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that just adds to his resume, and it's just going to build – up his profile to get even more money this off season. Oh yeah. I know, We've definitely got plenty of that. So, uh, right. And you know, the way, the way it's looking, it's really a, a two headed race right now between the Yankees and Detroit that we know of. Uh, we yeah, don't Detroit know. Detroit is trying to make some fucking, they're trying to ball. Yeah, out they're they're trying to I make some moves. They, they're not a bad team. They had, you know, 77 wins last year. Uh, I mean, I know that's not over 500. But... That's still 12 less than the Yankees. Yes, but, um, you know, they still uh, they still have a team that they're rebuilding and they have some young pieces there. Uh, they just inked uh, Eduardo Rodriguez to a five-year deal this morning. Uh, that deal was worth about $80 million, and he has an opt-out after year two, but I think that's a a solid move for the Tigers and, you know, they're definitely not done yet. They've been linked to Correa. They've been linked to Seager, Verlander, a bunch of guys. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of guys that the Yankees are linked to that Detroit is also linked to. And, you know, it's going to just have to fall in between if we're going to fight with Detroit for the money, or if we're just going to settle uh, for another option, you know, whether that's, you know, if Seager goes to Detroit, we get uh, Correa or vice versa. Yeah, I really hope uh, Correa doesn't go to Detroit just because I want to have better defense at shortstop. But you're you're never going to you're never going to let me uh, ever say that without that face right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For all for all of you that are listening to the audio version, I gave him like a little smirk. Because I, I really smirk, that's just a grimace. Yeah, I, I just really <laughs> I just really want Corey Seager. Uh, I don't mind Correa, 
then why don't you marry him? Maybe, maybe I have to. I don't know. Just yeah, Corey Seager is uh, the love of my life, and he's not even a Yankee yet. Yeah. So uh, if Corey Seager, if you're watching this, just uh, if you want to make a move early, like I wouldn't mind you coming right to the Yankees before Correa even shows interest. But please, for the love <laughs> of God, make this man happy. I need to see him happy. He's been depressed ever since the wild card. That I have been. But there has been a lot of news that has made me a little bit happier since that day. Um, and today, seeing this on uh, ESPN made it really good. Uh, and we're going to tune into this video, and we're going to let Jeff pass and do the talking about uh, Justin Verlander. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Want the Verlander reunion. People want the Correa Hinch reunion. I don't think that the Verlander Correa thing is all that real. Now, I may be getting lied to, but I think Verlander probably ends up in a larger market with a team that is potentially near and dear to your heart. Uh, really? Correa, I don't know at this point. If there was a lot of. Uh, consternation let's say in uh in yankee twitter land when i suggested that the correa yankees fit uh probably isn't great Berliner, on the other hand is a power pitcher yeah and he's a guy who has premium stuff the scouts who saw him at his showcase walked away saying yeah the the shit's still there that's the guy you can slot in at the top of your rotation and feel a lot more comfortable i think than you did with Corey Kluber there at the beginning of last year. Verlander and Syndergaard. I mean, those are names that are going to go this week. People want them. Chris, what do you think about that? Justin Verlander, obviously a big name this offseason. You know, he's coming off of Tommy John. He's 39, but, you know, obviously the video shows that he was still right. pumping it down the middle. Yeah. Would you, would you be fine if the Yankees went after him and – Gave Absolutely. him a deal this week. Absolutely, especially because he's getting later in his career and we're not going to probably offer him as much money than let's say he would be if he was a little bit younger and not coming off with Tommy John surgery. But still, like him with his – Verlander is on the Astros right before I sound fucking stupid. Yes. Yes. He's a so free him agent, with his so former he, he teammate, was on the Astros. With his former teammate Correa, I mean, here we go. Like it's We're, we're getting a package deal. I wasn't too crazy about the Verlander idea at first, knowing that he was coming off of Tommy John and knowing that he was on the older side. But like you said, he's throwing he's That's, throwing gas. I'm, and, I, and I'm getting to that. Before, before that trial happened, I was very skeptical about the whole thing, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Once that trial happened and, you know, we heard all the things and the videos leaked out, then I said, yeah, I would I would take the chance on Justin Verlander. Um, Mikey said it best last week um, that, you know, you can give him a deal, you know, one year, maybe a two year deal and, you know, not have to throw so much money because you're in a larger market. You know that there's a still a risk reward type of situation there. Um, but like Passon said in the in the interview here. Verlander's still a power pitcher, and he still showed it in that tryout. So what's the difference of a tryout from live hitting when you know what that guy can do? He's thrown multiple no-hitters. He's won multiple Cy Young awards. Um, but he doesn't – he only has uh, the 2017 World Series ring to show for it. 
And do we and really even count that? It's it's tough to it's tough to debate that, you know. I mean, a lot of people are gonna say no like us, but then there still are gonna be the people that say that he deserved it because it was a long time coming. And I think that you know, wherever he goes is gonna be an addition to that team. Uh, but I'd be really excited if it, if it was the Yankees, and I'm looking forward to hopefully oh, getting sure. that notification this week. And that would yeah, be I'm gonna pretty be, fire. I'm going to be glued, anxious now. You're be just glued to your phone now. Yeah, I'm going to be anxious all week. Uh, luckily, I have my Apple Watch, so I don't need to be looking at my phone. I'll just be getting, like, the dings on there. And every Weird time flex. it dings, every time it dings, I'm going to be looking at, like, a, like Verlander, Verlander, Verlander. Yeah, weird flex, but all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. But, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. We saw that earlier. Um, and, you know, I've been talking to people at work about it that are Yankee fans and just, like, other people in general that brought up the idea of, you know, different pitchers coming in. Um, the only thing I think is that if Verlander does come to the Yankees, I don't think that could be the only move that Brian Cashman makes to solidify the rotation. He still would have to go out there and get – a number two behind Garrett Cole, I think Verlander would fill in Robbie Ray more as like a number three right now in this stage in his career. I would love Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. I just, I think he's going to cost a decent chunk of change that the Yankees might want to put elsewhere. Um, and I think Toronto is going to fight very hard to keep him. And I think at the end of the day, he's still going to be there uh, come 2022. Yeah. But still, it'd be pretty cool if Robbie Ray came to the Yankees. Though. Just, oh, it'd be awesome, saying. because then you know, assuming assuming the Yankees sign Verlander, and then if they sign Robbie Ray, you got the rotation looking like Cole at one, Robbie Ray at two, Verlander at three, Sevy at four if he stays healthy. You got Jamo probably at five, and you know if you need a sixth man, you got Jordan Montgomery. And then everyone else that was in the rotation becomes expendable. Yeah, that's actually not that doesn't look too bad. That's actually. that's a solid rotation. I like that a lot. And I think uh, I think Jordan Montgomery is a staple in the rotation, especially after what he proved this year. Obviously, but that he, he can had, give up twelve. That he could give up uh, hey, a lot yeah, of runs yeah. against Tampa Bay. He had he had a hiccup <laughs> in his last start, but he was probably one of the most consistent pitchers all year, and he just didn't get run support. He would have possibly been a top five Cy Young candidate if he actually had people score runs for him because he was excellent all year so big hats off to him um yeah with that gonna move on from Verlander because obviously we want to talk about all the free agents so I wrote down all free agents that are uh rumored to be uh, interested by the Yankees. Um, some guys are on the trade market. Some guys are free agents. Um, I just wrote down the names. We're going to go through and we're going to give our hot or not take on it. So basically, I'm going to give a name, Chris. You're going to go first. You're going to say whether you think he, uh, the Yankees pursue him or not. Um, we're going to start off with Anthony Rizzo. Definitely going to try they're definitely going to try like, for sure. Like, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't because just, let's just say they try to make a deal for Matt Olson, which is, I think their number one priority. At least if I was Brian Cashman, if that falls through, 
maybe they'll give it to Rizzo. Maybe they'll do it the opposite way. But I would definitely say the Yankees will try to keep Rizzo just because of what he did this year. Just he because he was he was an impact on the roster, even though he really didn't do amazing. He was still still an up. He's he, he's up there. So definitely one of, if not the best first baseman in the league, or as you would say it last podcast, best third baseman in the league. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, definitely I would I would keep him. Who's next? Um, well, I'm gonna go off Rizzo too. Because you know we're gonna both give our takes. I'm gonna say hot for the for the benefit that you know he's eager to come back. You know the Yankees are obviously talking with him about a potential reunion. It's I think it's gonna take a little bit longer. I think uh, I don't think we're gonna know who our first baseman is before the CBA expires. Uh, I would love to have Rizzo back. But it's just going to depend on the money. If we can get him on the lower yeah. half of like a twelve million a year, maybe over the course of like three, four years, I'm down. Uh, but it's looking more like he wants anywhere in between fifteen to twenty million a year and a four to five year contract. Um, if that's the case, I'd rather swing to Olson, who I am definitely very hot on, and he still has uh, two years left before he hits free agency. He's still in his arbitration years. He's scheduled to make like seven and a half million uh, in 2022. And if you're going to pay him 7.5 instead of paying Rizzo, probably 15, that's a win right there. That's half. That's half. That's half of the money that you would pay. Um, Last first baseman that I have on our list is uh, Freddie Freeman. This one just came out today and uh, Brian Cashman spoke to his rep. So, Cashman doing his thing, keeping all options available. Um, but what what is your take, hot or not? No, definitely not. I'm just because the Braves fans have made it clear that they want Freeman still, and but with, with the chance and the hashtags and all that. And I feel like the organization would feel like a a complete villain if they just let him go, and the fans would be crazy. But like, I could see it happening, but it's just I think no, it's not gonna happen. I can't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. This is uh this is a big knot for me. And I saw it today and I just like I kept trying to picture Freddie Freeman in any other uniform other than a Braves, and I just couldn't see anything that looked right on him. Uh, and it just doesn't make sense. I mean, he's he really is one of your franchise cornerstones with Acuna and Albies there. Um, those guys are pretty much like untouchable. And I know, I know Freddie declined his first offer from the Braves. I don't think Brave fans should have anything to worry about. I think they'll be completely fine and they uh, will find a way to get Freddie Freeman back. And, you know, he'll be there the rest of his career and retire Brave. And more than likely, he'll have the numbers to be a Hall of Famer. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. Our favorite part. Short stops. Uh, this is like middle infield, kind of like I got I got a bunch of names on here. Uh, first one, obviously for you, we're gonna do Correa. We're gonna make this very flaming. quick. Flaming. That, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. I know. Flaming. I, yeah, you love Correa. You love Correa. Uh, I'm gonna make it hot, obviously, because you know there are rumors buzzing. I think he would be a great fit in New York. I'm gonna tie this into the next guy, Seager. Obviously, I think, I, yeah, I, I am flaming 
on Corey Seager, I would say. Yeah, no, I, am I would like, say hot. Like, I, I could literally take, though, like, I could put a ring on my finger. I, I'll take a ring pop from Corey Seager to, uh, to, to make, to get him on the Yankees. I'll take, I'll take whatever it is. Um, but I need, I need one of them on the Yankees. So I'm hot on both guys. I think they're both going to be rumored for the next week and a half, two weeks that they're going to be on the Yankees. Um, and I think one of them are going to be signed to the New York Yankees before December 1st. Yeah. They are going to, they are going to make their biggest splash of the off season before the CBA expires. Yeah, I sure should hope so. They have to. I definitely definitely see it. That's why a lot of teams are jumping now. And that's why the off season is piping hot right now. You know, we haven't seen it like this in a, a little while. Uh, but teams are eager to get this stuff done because it's almost imminent that there's going to be a shutdown. Yeah. Yeah, if I was a team, I'd probably try to get my moves done. Yep. Way before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next guy I have on here is Marcus Simeon. Cold. Definitely cold. Like ice cold. It's the end. Why? Why? Because we don't, we don't eat him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm going not because even though Semyon had a career year with Toronto, uh, and that team was stacked, they gave him a lot of opportunity to drive and runs, and you know his numbers were definitely up there. He's probably going to finish uh, third in MVP voting. Um, I just don't see him fitting in. The, like he can't fit in with the Yankees. He he used to play shortstop for Oakland, then he. Switched to second when he went to Toronto. I wouldn't want him to have to make the transition back to shortstop again. Um, but also, it's like Brian Cashman has already come out and said that it's really going to be between Corey or Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, or maybe Trevor Story. Uh, I feel like if you don't get Correa or Seager, your best settle would be Story. But like you said in last week, uh, how the Yankees have soured on Story. You know, he might not be willing to come here unless he gets overpaid because he wouldn't want to be, you know, that sloppy second type of guy. So we're both not on that, and I'm completely fine with that. Uh, Chris Bryant is the next guy that I have on my list, and he's a very interesting guy to have on here. If you want to think for a minute, I can go first. Go ahead. Uh, I'm hot on this. I don't think it happens, but I think if the Yankees were to move on from Glaber Torres in the trade for Matt Olson, or if they were to move on from Gio Urshela, um, you know, if they were to make some type of big move that would impact the infield at other positions, I think you could potentially find a place for Chris Bryant at third, or if you trade Gallo, you could put him in the outfield. Like he has a lot of versatility. Um, and even if you don't go after Olsen, if you get Rizzo back, uh, the potential pairing of, you know, getting Bryant and Rizzo back together, you know, people like to call them Brizzo. Um, that would be awesome. You know, they were such a, such a dynamic duo. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, like, I was going to say, I was going to say not, but I would see it's only happening if they re-sign Rizzo and 
that's it. Like that's that's really it. Like yeah. you know, just bring back, bring those two back together. That's the only the, way I can see it happening. The likeliest uh, places I see Chris Bryant going is uh, the Mets or the Giants again or the Dodgers. I feel like those are the top three people or top three teams um, that I see going after him this offseason. And I think it would make a lot of sense for those guys to acquire him. It would be awesome to see him in pinstripes. And I think the rumor might be hot for a little bit, especially with, you know, the trade market and, you know, the possibility of Glaber Torres going in a trade somewhere and Luke Voigt and, you know, maybe Urshela. So it can definitely be hot in multiple ways. Uh, but I just don't think it's certain or like highly likely to happen at this no, point. No, I don't time. think so. I don't uh, think he's high on the list of priorities either. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it would be cool. It would be cool. I just wanted to put it out there because, you know, I thought it would be a cool thing to talk about. We haven't really talked about Chris Bryan at all on this podcast, and we're, you know, six episodes in now. Um, but he's a cool name to look at and, you know, it's going to be exciting to see where he ends up. Uh, next guy is Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. He's another uh, utility man. Not as highly uh, thought about as Chris Bryant is, uh, but he's another guy. Um, I would just say not, <clears throat> simply because it's probably just another rumor for the mill. Just, right. That's really all it seems like. I just right. no. I'm saying the same thing. Um, I think he would be good. Um but I don't think he's would be able to start anywhere. I don't think he's no uh, better than anyone else that we have right now at a position um, or that we would have in 2022. Um, obviously, he mainly would play second base. We have Glaber there. He could play third. Urshel is there. Shortstop, we're probably going to have Correa or Seager or someone there. He's probably not going to be better than one of them there. You can play center field, left field, but it's like you're not going to play more games than Gallo out there unless Gallo's hurt. And center field, it's like you could play there if, you know, the Yankees want to go with a cheaper option. But it's like they're probably banking on Aaron Hicks to be healthy and, you know, you want to probably give Florio a shot. Um, so I'm going to say no for Chris Taylor, only for the reason that I don't think there's any place for him. No. Yeah, same thing. I think I think he ends up back with the Dodgers. I think I think they need him. Like I think he's so versatile to that team in so many ways that they need him. But I could also see like a team like Seattle, who has a lot of utility men going after him, uh, or the Giants. You know, any teams like that that are out west that see him more often, uh, they might be up for grabs and trying to take him away from the Dodgers. Um, next guy, Javier Baez. No, just a simple no. It's, it's not that I don't like the guy that much, but he's just not a good player. Uh, he's probably one of the game's most overrated players. Kind of like how we talked about last week with the strikeouts and the plate discipline. It's not very good. And even though we have Joey Gallo, who's the same way, uh, Joey Gallo's much much better I would say offensively as a whole because his power numbers are better um, he has enough discipline where he can work a lot of walks and Baez can't do that 
they're about equal, I would say, uh, defensively. They do play different positions, so it's hard to judge them yeah, off of that. You really can't compare them in that but sense. With the guys that are with the guys that bias has to compete with in free agency at shortstop slash second base, uh, he's probably like the fifth best option out there. And I feel like the Mets are probably going to be a play for him or maybe Oakland. Um, they're probably going to pay him crazy money for the overrated player that he is, but at least it'll bring a name to those teams and, you know, get people in the seats. Yeah, I don't know. You, yeah. you got anything to add? Just don't need him. No, yeah. just don't need him. He's just not important. Nope. Uh, outfielders, uh, I got a couple on here. A lot of them are – two of them are free agents. Three of them are yeah, we got uh, five trade candidates. Uh, Starling Marte is the first one. It's he, a tough one. Yeah, he plays center field right now, and he has a lot – a lot of interest from a lot of different teams right now, uh, including the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the A's, the Marlins, the Astros, the Red Sox. You know, he's got a lot of teams that really want his uh, ability. You know, he batted 310 this year. He stole 47 bases. You know, he's going to be 33 years old, and you know, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to say not only for the fact that he's on the older side. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say that he's overrated, but I don't think he's necessarily properly rated either. Yeah. Um, you know what you're like, you, at the end of the day, you know what you're going to get out of him. You know, you're going to get a consistent leadoff hitter uh, that's going to put the ball in play, get on base, steal bases, all that. But center field is uh, one yeah. of the more important positions in baseball. And I never really saw Starling Marte as a guy who is a leader in the clubhouse. And either way, it's like, obviously we know the Yankees uh, are presumably going to get Aaron Judge extended and that's going to be his clubhouse for the foreseeable future. Uh, but you do need a center fielder who's going to have a say in that clubhouse. And I just don't think that Starling Marte is that guy. He's no. on the older side. He's looking for a lot of money. And I just don't think that's something that the Yankees uh, should really I'm dish out there like to, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. When there's other guys that are younger out there that we can trade for, expend the prospects. Or because we already have Aaron Hicks locked down for another five years, try to see if he can go out there opening day and compete. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, we really don't need like an all star caliber center fielder like i mean right i would now. love that i, I no, definitely we, want an all-star we could, but, but we wouldn't we don't really need it like we if we wanted to get one we'd have to probably give up a lot more than what we're what we should give up at this current moment i like guess just hey i'm all for the profit i'm, I'm just gonna say not just that's why reason. that's why this next guy that i'm in i am hands down all for it because i was looking at something today um, and it was a mock trade that the Pittsburgh Pirates had, and it was oh. just and oh, it was absolutely phenomenal because uh, your favorite Yankee Gary Sanchez was going back to Pittsburgh. Oh, thank God! Uh, so Brian Reynolds, I'm all hands in on. I think he would be great. Yeah. I know we it's gonna about cost this a lot last week. 
I know it's going to cost a lot, but uh, and I have this guy at Catchatuba, and so we'll bring him into this too, Jacob Stallings. Uh, defensive catcher first, offense comes after. Uh, he's one of the best defensive catchers in the game this year. I think he actually won the gold glove behind the plate for the National League. Like, that's really how good he was. Uh, but it was a package for those two. And it was Gary Sanchez going back, Devi Garcia, Luis Medina, and somebody else who I can't remember who. But I don't, I don't know if that would necessarily be enough. But I think with the way that trades have gone in Pittsburgh the last couple of years and how they haven't gone in their favor, I feel like they would take something like that and give Gary Sanchez a shot and give, you know, give Debbie a shot in the majors and Medina a shot in the majors because the Pirates know that they're very far away from competing, that they might as well just keep expending those guys that, you know, have been around our star players who they know that they're not going to be able to keep around because they did it with Cole. They did it with McCutcheon. They did it with Marte. You know, they did it with Tyon to the Yankees. They did it with Glass now and Meadows and Shane Boz. You know, so it's like, you know, they're doing things where they know that they can't keep these guys around. So Brian Reynolds is really the next superstar on the table from that team. Um, and, you and, know, yeah, the Yankees, and the Pirates, the Yankees are, just, are, like you said, are known for making very yes, terrible trades. Yes. And the, the Yankees are more in need of a catcher than they are a center fielder. But why not knock out two birds with one stone? You can get an all-star center fielder who's only 26, who has four years left of control. And you get the top defensive catcher in baseball probably right now. Uh, probably beside, I'd, I'd say probably behind JT Romuto. Uh, Romuto just had like a. Uh, Sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Romuto had like a down year, I would say. Um, but besides that, I think Reynolds, I'm all in for. Jacob Stallings obviously would be like the cherry on top, like the icing on the cake. Um, but I love both of those guys. I think they would be awesome as Yankees. That would get me. That would get me super pumped for 2022 if they made a trade like that. I would, I would like that trade more than the Matt Olson trade. That's hey, how. I, that's, I have to agree with you. That's how excited I am if the Yankees were to get Brian Reynolds. I really do have to agree with you on that. So the next guy is also a trade candidate. The next two guys are. So I'm gonna name both of them because uh, they're both very high on the rumor mill. Uh, but I don't think either of them are uh, – not that they're not good enough, but I don't think that they're healthy enough or consistent enough to be, to be someone that the Yankees would give up enough uh, production in the minors for. And those are Cattell Marte and Byron Buxton. Um, both had very high averages. They both play a solid center field. Buxton better than Marte. But both have been riddled by injuries the past couple of years. Uh, Buxton hasn't played more than 87 games since 2017. And I think that's just something that the Yankees would have to consider and be like, okay, like he has the same exact problem as Aaron Hicks. 
So that's an automatic no right there. And you just got to move on. Mm-hmm. Cattell Marte is different. Uh, he br- provides the top of the lineup bat, kind of like Brian Reynolds. Uh, but then again, Reynolds has stayed healthy. Uh, Reynolds proved to be one of the best players from his rookie class. If Pete Alonso didn't hit the 52 or 53 home runs in, uh, in that year, uh, Reynolds probably would have won rookie of the year. But Marte, again, with the injuries, and, you know, I just don't think he's going to fit in with that group as well. No. And I, I don't know where you put him in at the lineup because, personally, for me, I still want to keep DJ at the top of the lineup. And I don't feel like Marte's a guy that you would want to just throw in at, like, the 7, 8, or 9 spot either. No. Uh, whereas Brian Reynolds, weird. Brian Reynolds is the type of guy that I would tell LeMahieu, hey, move down a couple spots. You'll be all right. We'll get you a chance to drive in more runs. But Brian Reynolds is going to be our guy to start the game off, work the count, get on base, all that kind of stuff. Definitely. I, that That's actually not a bad idea. Yep. I like it a lot. Damn, I, li- I, I like, like Brian that. Reynolds. And the last guy is uh, Nick Castellanos uh, from the Reds. I'll let you go ahead first on that one. Well, judging by how well he's done on my show franchise team, <laughs> I would say absolutely not. Get him the fuck away. <laughs> no. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Nick, but you're I I think the um the rumor mill is hot. I think there's a lot of teams that are in on this guy. I mean, he batted 309 this year. Uh his OPS was like a 980. Yeah, he's good, but I he, just I don't he had a he had a career year in Cincy, and that's mainly the reason why he opted out of his contract to become a free agent. Because he knows that he's going to fucking get paid. He is going to get absolutely loaded this year, and he's 29 years old. And I feel like the Yankees don't really need to spend that much money. Right, because exactly. Because we're already going they, after like, he, he, big names. The only, like the only reason why I would say not for the Yankees is because he's a, a corner outfielder, which they obviously don't need because they got Stan if they need to. They got Gallo. They got Judge. They – Still have Clint Frazier on paper and, and and Duhar, even though he's not actually an outfielder. Um, Castellanos would really bring a lot of energy to the team. You would just have to get him for an absolute steal to convince me that I would want him on the Yankees because he's not a need. And obviously he's not going to play center field. So he's kind of a misfit there. Um, I know the Mets are in on him. Um, there, there were a couple teams. You know, the Reds are still obviously in on him. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did try to, you know, rework a new contract with him. Um, but I'm just going to say not for the case of being that. I know he's going to get probably 200 mil somewhere. And Easy. You know, that's all. That's the money that's, you know, going towards the shortstop. So, yeah. So we're – we don't need to worry about that. That's, that's our shortstop money. Yes. That's all we need right now. All right. Yes. Um, now on to the pitchers. Uh, Verlander we're not going to talk about because we talked about that earlier because of the video. Um, so we're going to dive to the next guy, uh, Robbie Ray. Hot or not, Chris? Definitely hot. And... Because I want, because I want Robbie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, Robbie Ray is definitely a hot commodity on the free agent market. Uh, probably go wrong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's probably going to win the Cy Young over Cole. Um, he's got to be the clear cut runner up or, you know, front runner for that award. I think Cole, uh, just because it's a September, is, you know, going to finish second. Uh, but as long as Robbie Ray wins that award, it's going to definitely make it a more competitive market for him. And then his value is going to go even higher than it is now. Um, and with that, it's going to make it harder for Toronto to keep him because Toronto has Vladdy and they want to keep Simeon and they have Bo and, you know, they have all these guys that they want to be able to keep around and, you know, dish out money to in the next couple of years. Robbie Ray's a guy where you're going to have to consider like, Hey, can we, can we still, get, can we afford him? Right. Can you afford him? Can you keep him as your ace or do you have to, do what you did last year when you found him and try to find another guy like him for a cheap price and try to do another, another project where you get a guy that just turns out to be an absolute stud. Um, for me, I think it's hot. I think the Yankees should go all in on him. I think he would be a great number two behind Cole. Um, and, you know, with the Verlander stuff that we talked about, I don't think Verlander can be a number two anymore, at least for, uh, in a large market like New York. So I think Robbie Ray would be a perfect fit. And then you got Cole, Ray, Verlander. You get into a playoff series, that's best of seven, and you throw your four best pitchers out there. And you hear those four pitchers are Cole, Robbie Ray, Justin Verlander, and Luis Severino. That's going to scare a lot of damn teams. Yeah. And I, I like that. Every Every time I say it to myself, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that that's the evil empire that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees used to be the team that they didn't care how much money they spent, and they would get the best player at each position. They need to get back to that ASAP. And with the way that Brian Cashman talked about spending money like he did in 2009, I'm thinking that this is the time where he's like, "All right, it's my last year potentially as a GM, and if I don't make this team," winners i'm gone so he's gonna spend every last dime and you know he's gonna take you know you know the company swiper company card whatever whatever he needs and he's gonna just go swipe 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 so I would and do. he is going to buy everything that he possibly can and he's going to try to bring whoever he can to new york i'm praying yep me too I'm praying uh, Carlos Rodon is the next one. You hot on that? I don't even – I literally know nothing about this guy, so I can't even give an opinion. Damn, that's kind of upsetting because he kind of broke out this year. I know uh, nothing about him. Uh, yeah, that's so I'm hot on him too uh, in case uh, Robbie Ray is to fall through. Another left-hander. He had a really good year. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't – I don't think he finished as a Cy Young finalist, which was kind of surprised. Yeah, he didn't because his teammate Lance Lynn got the other nod. Um, Rodon threw a no-hitter this year, uh, but he definitely had one of the best years of his career. Uh, I think he's going to get a decent chunk of change. I don't think he's going to get nearly what Robbie Ray is going to get, but I think he could be another guy where if he doesn't get like a big contract now, he could get a deal like Robbie Ray did, like a – 
a one-year 18 million or a two-year 40 million dollar contract somewhere uh where he can you know keep doing what he's doing and try to be the best pitcher and then go back out onto the market again when there's uh less quality names out there where he can be that you know top person available yeah. That's that's cool though. I didn't know he had a no hitter at all. That's that's cool. Yeah, he did. He did. But there, yeah, there were so uh, against, many this year. Uh, against the Indi- I, I believe it was against the Cleveland Indians. He was uh the Guardians. One- yeah, the Guardians. Yeah, but <laughs> um, he was one out away from a perfect game, and I believe it was a drop third strike and the runner reached first base. Uh, and that was absolutely brutal. Like people were just like, no way. And then he wound up getting the next guy out. So he still threw the no hitter. Um, and it was a solid performance. It was really good. Uh, but to move on, uh, Tanaka is the next guy that I have on this list here. Does he even um, really count, though? He does. He does because he's in the rumor mill. He's been rumored that the Yankees want him. Well, I thought you were talking about he was a free agent. I was like, what does that even count? But yeah, no, definitely in the rumor mill. If that is, if he actually is. In conversations, I would say hot, definitely. Fuck yeah, we talked. We, we we've talked about this before. We really don't need to elaborate on it again. Just he would be a good fit. You bring the energy back, hopefully, and Tanaka. Yeah, hot. <laughs> I'm on the fence about this one because um, they haven't said anything in the past week or two about him uh, being reached out to if he's declining his option or not like i said in the episode that we really dove deep into tanaka um i was more kind of like you know if the cba expires and they don't have a deal he's going to go back to japan so that he has a guaranteed contract there um but i think if the yankees were to talk to him and try to say like hey like we would like you back um if the yankees fall through and they don't get robbie ray and if they don't get carlos rodon I think they can rely on Tanaka enough where if you go into a rotation with, you know, Cole Tanaka, a Verlander, you know, even without a Verlander, you got Cole Tanaka and Sevi. I still think that's good. Um, but I don't think that Tanaka would still be enough. So he's kind of in the same boat as like, yeah, a, you're kind of right. Yeah. He's in the same boat of like a Verlander and a Kershaw. Whereas if you get one of those guys, that's not going to change your entire team around. You have to go out and get someone else. Now, if the Tigers were to do this now, they got Eduardo Rodriguez this morning. Now, if they were to go get a guy like Verlander, Tanaka, or Kershaw, not saying that Tanaka would go to Detroit because there's no way. Um, you know, he's already expressed interest in just going back to the Yankees. But if you were to get one of those guys in Detroit, then you could talk about Detroit to potentially – competing for a wild card spot or potentially even a, uh, an AL central crown because they've got the pieces. They had a decent team. Uh, after June 1st, they had like the second best record in baseball the rest of the year. And they really flipped the switch. Um, so I wouldn't be uh, surprised if teams like the Tigers and the Yankees go out and, you know, get their big guy of like, Hey, like this is who we want to, you know, be a quality starter and be our one-two punch, but also get one of these guys like a Verlander, Kershaw, Tanaka type of pitcher. Not saying it has to be one of those three names, but it can be. 
Um, and that would definitely be a, a beneficial factor to those teams to make a push for October next year. Definitely. Um, and since I said his name now, we're going to go into it with Clayton Kershaw. Hot or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, just we don't really need Kershaw. <clears throat> Isn't he getting up there in age too? He's 34. So he's in like the he's he's in the middle of the road. I'm I'm against it. Um not not there's not a lot of reasons why I don't like the idea. It's just I don't think he's gonna fit. I was just gonna say the same thing. I would say no, but I really don't have like a def, really a solid I just feel like there's going to I, I feel like he's one of those guys where he's been good for so long and you know what you're going to get out of him, that a lower-tier team with a smaller market is going to overpay for him like crazy, and he is going to take that deal just for the sake of having the money. He already got his ring. I, I would if I was cursed. He already got his ring. He's won a Cy Young. He's thrown a no-hitter in L.A. He's done everything he's needed to do to get into the Hall of Fame. Now it's just, you know, where, what's next? Like, where do you where do you want to go? Where do you want to end up? I could see him still staying with the Dodgers, but I feel like uh, more of like a rebuilding team or like a team that had really lacked starting pitching is going to take him. Maybe like the Texas Rangers or the L.A. Uh, the L.A. Angels, um, maybe even the Detroit Tigers. They could snag a guy like Kershaw to try to just you know, build up that rotation and, you know, get a proven starter that has been an ace and, you know, try to help maybe your younger guys learn uh, under your wing. And, you know, with the fact that the Rangers have uh, that kid Jack Leiter coming out of Vanderbilt at uh, the number two pick overall, I think Kershaw would be a great tool for that kid. Um, And, you know, he could learn a lot from Kershaw and that would make him a true ace someday. Yeah, that would be optimal as if some team with a younger pitcher who needs a veteran type role model, I essentially yes. to come by. Yep. Yeah. That, that would be freaking awesome. I would love to see some kid grow up to be a grow up to be an ace. So I think that's so. not going to happen on the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Corey Kluber is the next guy I have on this list. People on audio can't see that. Yeah, I know, but no, he, if he, I mean, granted, if he could stay healthy, he would probably be a little bit higher in contention. But because of his, I mean, granted, he threw a no hitter, but still, like, it's really not a really good enough reason to keep yeah. him on the team, especially because he only had a one year deal. He played, eh? I mean, he had a no hitter, but like, what else has been like extremely like notable throughout the season, though? Right. I mean, he didn't pet, he didn't pitch like half the season. So, you know, he pitched opening day up to like the middle of May and then he didn't come back again to like September. So he missed almost half the year still. Um, they haven't said a lot about him, but I wanted to put him on this list because, you know, he obviously was a part of the team and, you know, you never know that they might have to bring him back um, just in case other things don't work out. Uh, I'm going to say no though, just for the fact that he couldn't stay healthy you know, we took a chance on him. It was a small contract. It was a risk reward. We got the no hitter out of him, which was great. 
But overall, in the end, we wanted him to have a healthy season and help us compete in October. And we unfortunately weren't able to see that. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm no. I don't think Kluber's gonna come back. Um, I think he can go to another team, but I wouldn't be surprised if this injury is worse than we think it is with his shoulder and he just decides to uh, retire and call it quits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I got two more starters and then that'll be it. And we'll go into our last segment about uh, Brett Gardner. Uh, Kevin Gosman, the Giants uh, starter who miraculously turned it around this year. Um, wasn't great in Baltimore, went to Atlanta, was absolutely horrendous, came to San Francisco and lit it up. I mean, he was probably one of the most dominant pitchers, and, you know, he's not even going to win uh, the Cy Young because of Max Scherzer. But, uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a good pitcher all year for that Giants team, and a big part of the reason why they had uh, – 107 wins and the reason why they won the NL West. So what's your what's your verdict? Uh I'm hot for the for the need that you know the Yankees need a number two guy. I just don't think he's gonna sign in a big market. No, I think I was gonna, uh, say, this, I was gonna say the same thing. He performs he performs better in a smaller market. I was gonna say just because let's just say the Yankees do end up going to get somebody like Robbie Ray that's fine. Like granted we really don't even terribly need a picture that's like on the caliber that, you know, let's just yes, say we, yes, we get do. A, yes, we no, do. We, don't lie to yourself. Not at not yes, number two. Not a, oh, not yes, we do. We, we do. Need some, then we again, need, we would we, have to we overpay. We, we need, would have I don't to care. overpay. I don't care because Brian Cashman said he's spending money this year. So fuck it. Like give Robbie Ray a $200 million contract if that's what it takes. I mean, shit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If I'd that's, if that's what it's gonna, if that's what it's gonna take to get a guy behind Garrett Cole, so if Garrett Cole doesn't get fatigued again and then have to throw in a wild card game and shit the bed again, then go get I yourself mean, the starters that you need to be able to do that. Most likely because Robbie Ray, I think he's gonna win the Cy Young this year. So he's gonna get paid. I, I want yeah, exactly. Get, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna overpay for a guy, I'd rather have a guy with hardware. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't think Gosman's going to get overpaid. I think he's going to get properly paid. I think he's going to get eighty to a hundred million, uh, maybe like a four or five year deal, and he's going to be comfortable with that. I just, I, I don't think he's going to leave the Giants. <laughs> I really think he's going to stay there. I think they, I think they need him to stay there if they want to even try to contend, but. Uh, with Buster Posey leaving for retirement, uh, I think the Giants might wind up taking a step back in 2022, and we won't see them in the playoffs just because that that's a big piece to lose. I mean, that's your, you know, he wasn't the captain, but he was the captain. Like, you know, that's your veteran presence. That's your leader. You know, that's your clubhouse guy. And, you know, for him to just come out of the blue and say, hey, I'm retiring, like I'm stepping away from the game so suddenly – that's a tough loss and now you got to try to scramble and see like okay like how are we going to fill his void like who is going to be the next guy to step up and that might be where you need to be like okay we need to bring 
Chris Bryant back or Kevin Gosman back or both of them and be like, hey, listen, like Posey's gone. We need you guys to take that next step and, you know, be the leaders of this team. And that's what we're going to pay you to do. They're not going to pay them just to go out there and play, but to be the voice of that team. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep. Good point. And then you got, you got a good point. The last guy on our list, Marcus Stroman, New York Met. Hot or not, Chris? I want to say no because there's only one Stroman that's in New York, and he's in the stadium. He's in the phase in the bleachers, so that we can't we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, for all of you that there's don't only know, room for one of us. For all of you that don't know, Chris's last name is Stroman. Um, so that's Ooh, where now my name is out there. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was a funny joke, Chris. That was good. Uh, I'm gonna go on the opposite side of you. I think that's another hot take because he pitched extremely well for the Mets. Like I think he was, uh, very underlooked and he was really good over there. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, our new third base coach, Luis Rojas was to have a say in saying, Hey, like, you know, Marcus Stroman's out there and, you know, uh, he was my pitcher in 2021 and he did really well. You guys should go uh, try to snag him. Maybe I'd like a discount or something. Um, I think he think liked, he'd take it. I think he might. I think uh, him and Judge have a good relationship. I think he likes being in New York. Oh, if they make a glove company. Um, I think if the Mets if the Mets give him a similar offer that the Yankees do, he'll stay with the Mets. But if the Mets decide to move on and go somewhere else and, you know, don't go back to Stroman, I could definitely see it happening. But if, let's just say he does. I'll, I'll totally buy his jersey so I don't have to get a custom jersey. Right, but, I mean, his name's not going to be on the back, so. I can always get one with his name on the back. That's true. You can. You can. Too bad his name doesn't have the H in it, though. Who cares? <laughs> it's close enough, right? It's close enough. It sounds the same. Yeah, it sounds the same, so we're good. But, yeah, uh, I'm hot on Marcus Stroman. I'm not, like, super hot. You know, I'd obviously rather guys like Robbie Ray and Verlander or, you know, bringing Tanaka back. But Stroman's a good pitcher, and, you know, he definitely I brings the fire. Thank you. That's, that's a yeah. good that's an yeah, funny. for you're, me. You're funny. Uh, <laughs> he's a good pitcher. He brings great energy. He gets very fired up when he's doing good. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that likes to see other players succeed. So it's like, you know, he's one of those Bauer type figures where if someone hits a home run off of him and they're celebrating, he's going to go out there post game and be like, hey, like that was cool. Like, you know, that guy celebrates his home run and, you know, he deserves to do that on the big stage. So I like I like Stroman's attitude. I think it's perfect for New York. Um, and yeah, so I would I would take him, but only if those guys were to fall through to other teams and if Tanaka if Tanaka decided to stay in Japan. Well, that's really then, how I feel about every other pitcher on this list, other than Robbie Ray and Verlander. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking I'm not taking Kluber back. Kershaw, I just don't think he's gonna come to New York. I don't think. I don't think he needs to go back to a big market ever again. I think he could just finish up his career somewhere nice and calm and, you know, just kind of like ride off into the sunset, you know, pitch a year or two or, you know, however long he wants to, you know, just throw innings, eat up innings for a team, you know, 
be that type of guy that could be the presence for younger pitchers, and then that's it. He'll be done. Uh, I got one more guy on here. Sorry. Uh, another catcher. Oh, my God. Can I even just already say that, like, no, I'm not taking him because well, I want to move on? Well, you don't like Gary Sanchez, so you're going to you're gonna like this better. Well, any, actually, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you might want to hear this one. Uh, it's not Martin Maldonado, though. Uh, I don't think that he leaves the Astros. Uh, Carson Kelly uh, from the Arizona Diamondbacks is another guy. Uh, more of a defensive catcher first, but he can hold his own with the bat. Um, and I'm all for a better defensive catcher. Like, if we have guys one through six, one through seven that can hit the ball and get on base, I'm fine with the hitter that can bat 230 as a catcher and just be amazing behind the plate. So Carson Kelly is one of those guys. Uh, the Yankees have, you know, made a couple trades with the Diamondbacks in the past, the most recent with the Tim LaCaster deal. Uh, I could definitely see them making a move like this. It wouldn't necessarily – I just don't see it happening. It wouldn't take Gary Sanchez back to Arizona to get him. It would probably just take a couple simple prospects. Um, but I like the Jacob Stallings move better because if you do that, you're more than likely going to get Brian Reynolds. Then you could ship Gary Sanchez the fuck out of New York, send his ass to Pittsburgh, uh, and, you know, give uh, give the Pirates whoever you want prospect-wise, unless it's Anthony Volpe or Jason Dominguez. That's, I think, the smartest move, though, definitely, because you're getting a few players that you would need out of just a and you're getting, and some prospects. And you're getting – you're getting multiple years of control out of both of them. You're getting four years out of Brian Reynolds, which means you can make Aaron Hicks expendable. Uh, and you're getting, I think, like two years out of Jacob Stallings at the least, which is fine by me. Because he'll probably be a guy that you can re-sign or you could bridge the gap between him and a guy like Austin Wells or him and a guy, you know, like uh, Anthony Gomez that's also down in the minors. But that's it. Um, you know, those are, you know, the hot or not takes, uh, you know, just little things, you know, about the rumor mill that's been going on every day. And, you know, kind of what Brian Cashman is going into right now. It's like he's looking at all those names and he needs to be basically on the clock 24-7 saying like, so all right, like, Brian, who is going to be that somehow, guy? Somehow, if you're watching this video, please take our advice to heart because we're smarter than you. So just please – Please take it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So please. Yeah. yeah no, nah, he already, he already came out and uh, he spoke about the Correa thing and said that if Correa is the best fit in New York, he doesn't care what fans think that Correa is going to be a Yankee. So, you know, if, if we find out that Cashman says something good about Correa, then you'll know Correa is going to be in New York. So we just got to wait and hear that from him, and then we'll know. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. This is my. This is always my favorite. Oh wow! Uh, real quick, sorry, cause I just looked at this. Uh, Jonathan India won Nationally Rookie of the Year, and if you guys watched our first podcast episode, I predicted him to win the Rookie of the Year. So it's a great like win I for said, me. We're smarter than Brian Cashman. Uh, Chris, who who did you predict at uh, AL Rookie of the Year? Oh, God. Because a, a Rosarena uh, won. And I'm not sure if it was him I or one. I think Wander. I had a Rosarena. It might have yeah. been Franco, but I mean. I, I'm not sure. You you picked someone from Tampa. I'm just 
not sure who it was, but uh, oh, what episode was it though? It was, I think it was one. I think one was the, it was one or two. But uh, yeah, I can't believe they actually like a Rosarena deserved it because it was a full season. But he technically was I, a rookie last year. I had, I had two. I put Franco and a Rosarena. Just like oh, you couldn't time. decide, so yeah, we'll give that to you. So that's cool. So we both predicted a uh, the rookie of the year winners. I mean, Jonathan Indio was like a him and the Rosarena were both kind of like landslides for the awards. Like they were just so good that it was like no one else could really top it. Like I know you had Trevor Rogers for the National League Rookie of the Year. He finished second, so you know, still a good year. Um, I don't even remember who I picked for AL Rookie of the Year, but it definitely wasn't one of the three finalists. So, whatever, that's fine. It also definitely wasn't Brett Gardner. No, who we're talking not. about not. now. Yes, we're gonna move into our favorite scene. You know, the courtroom scene, guilty as charged. And Brett Gardner, Brett Gardner is on the stand today. Basically, what we're going to do is uh, talk about what keeps Gardner around on the Yankees. Is he a waste of a roster spot? And if you bring him back, what is his role? Uh, Chris, you're obviously defending him. So we're going to let you be able to go first. And I'm going to interrogate. For all of you that listen, if you guys want to comment below after you watch the video or listen to the podcast, let us know. Uh, We're going to tally up the votes on whether you guys think that uh, Chris won the argument or I won the argument. We'll also post it on our IG and Twitter and get the votes out that way too. So Chris, if you want to start off, go for it. All right, so hear me out. Brett Gardner. No. Uh, Anyway, as I was going to say, Gardner is probably my second favorite Yankee right now. Um, he's granted, I think it's time for him to go, but not because he's not because of his play. I just think he's getting old. Uh, he's the like longest tenured Yankee. He, he's been on the same team as Jeter. That's how long he's been a Yankee. Um, hey, are you defending him? Because it sounds like you don't want him on the hear, team. Hear me, hear me out. <laughs> I would be down to sign him again definitely down but as i'm like looking into it more i don't know how much i'm willing to spend on him um as you I mean, if you before, bring, if I, don't, you bring I don't think he's i don't think he's a waste of a roster spot if you bring him um, back you sign him for like a million dollars yeah so it's, it's not like you're wasting still, money it's it's still not a bad deal but i just don't know if he's going to take it if I was Gardner, I just would to see if I can close out and see, especially if they make really good moves this year. I would stay just because I have a possibility of closing out my career with the World Series. Uh, win or lose, I would still rather close my career out on a World Series than lose it, getting my ass kicked by our rival in a wild card game. But no, I, I, do, I really want him on the team still just because because he brings like a veteran leadership him and judge like I think those two in the clubhouse can even because judge has the younger perspective and Gardner has the older veteran perspective 
that combo can probably work wonders if you put it in the right way. So that's why I'm defending him just because I want to see him try one more time. Just go try and get that World Series crown. Just go get it. Just try one more time. Don't give up. So I can agree with you. Like that's what kept him around on the Yankees. Like he wanted to get that last ring. Like he wanted to not, not just for himself, but for the younger guys, like he wanted to be there to be able to celebrate with them and be a part of it. Um, But I think he's a huge waste of a roster spot. Now he's so unreliable and he's such a liability in the outfield. It's like we signed him on at like a $2, a $2 million deal uh, for this season as a bench player. Aaron Hicks got hurt. Clint Frazier got hurt. Brett Gardner wants to play in 140-plus games. That's 211. Had one of the worst slash lines of his career. Couldn't hold his own defensively. And, I mean, it just looked like a shit show every day when he was playing. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't working the counts like he used to. He was swinging at pitches all over the place. He wasn't making barely any contact. I mean, he was going 0 for 4 almost every day. And he didn't have any pop in that bat at all. Like, I think he might have had like 10 homers this year, which, you know, Gardner was never a power guy. But, you know, since 2017, his power numbers were definitely higher. Um, And, you know, the last two years, I'd say like, 2020, 2021, um, it's been really disappointing uh, to even watch him, you know, at all on the field because it just hasn't been the same. Um, You know, I don't think the Yankees bring him back. I think they finally move on. And, you know, I think if he still really wants to play, he'll find a team that will give him a small contract to play. But um, it's going to be very hard because of the season that he had. He underperformed. He got a chance to play every day, even though he didn't think he was going to play every day in the beginning of the season. It's like when you get that opportunity, you got to make the most of it. And he just did not step up to the plate uh, in the right way. Um, you know, obviously, I love Guardy. I've always been a fan from of his ever since he came up. But, you know, all good things have to come to an end. And, you know, this is Gardner's time. And, you know, I definitely want to, I definitely want to thank him for the time uh, that he had in pinstripes. You know, he was great. You know, he was the last of Jeter's teammate, you know, the last player to be on that field from the 2009 team. Um, And, you know, he tried, he tried to help that team, you know, get to the top again. And, you know, it's just tough because, you know, he was the veteran leader in that clubhouse and, you know, 2019, we made it to the ALCS against the Astros, and we lost. And then 2020, we made it to the ALDS, and we lost against Tampa. And then 2021, we made it to the wild card game and lost against Boston. For him to be a leader of that clubhouse and for us to keep taking steps backwards, uh, that goes a long way in deciding uh, if you're going to keep a veteran like that. And, you know, taking those steps back the last three seasons is a big reason why I think the Yankees are going to uh, move on from him because the presence wasn't there. You know, the leadership of the veterans wasn't dignified enough and wasn't strong enough to get that team over the hump. So I think 
he might be gone. They might bring in another veteran on a smaller contract, or they might bring Rizzo back who has that championship experience. But I think Gardner's gone for good. Yeah. I hate to I hate to say it because it, it definitely breaks my heart, but you know, people people come and go and you know Gardner had a great career with the Yankees and you know I hope I hope he could just ride off into the sunset and retire because I couldn't picture him wearing another jersey. But if it comes down to that and he's wearing another jersey in 2022, I'll get over it. Yeah. You know, I'll be I'll be I sad agree. at first. I'll be sad at first, but I'll get over it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's it. So if you guys can, like we said before we started our arguments um, or our claims, whatever you want to call it, if you guys can vote, let us know. We're gonna post a story on our IG about it so that you guys can vote in after you listen. Um and yeah, uh Chris, if you got any Final statement before we close it out. No, I got nothing. Okay, word. Uh, so, guys, yeah, with that, um, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to be back December 2nd, more than likely. Uh, that that time frame, like that week, we'll be back after the CBA expires, unless something absolutely huge happens before then. I would say Thanksgiving Day, Korea gets signed. Like We'll be on. Yeah. And Black like Black Friday, I work in retail, so I'm gonna be working all weekend. But you best believe if something happens, you're you're uh, calling out like, get, uh, I uh, I got the uh, No, that's not gonna happen, but we'll we'll come on and we'll talk about it, you know, as soon as I get out, you know, whatever whatever I have to do, if I have to, you know, sit in my car and use my phone to get on, you know, we'll do that. Uh just so that we can bring you guys some content. Um but if you guys can, you know, leave us a rate, leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you guys can. Uh, if you guys can tune into the Sports Wave uh, on YouTube, our videos are going to be posted up there from now on. Uh, definitely want to shout out those guys. They've been awesome. Uh, nothing but love and support to us, you know, every week that we film another episode. I can't wait to get some of these guys on there. I've started talking to them to try to get them on, so they definitely are eager to come on and listen you know it just hasn't happened yet but we're gonna gonna make sure that that happens sooner rather than later and yeah you know we're excited you know obviously for what's to happen you know obviously big things are coming a lot of reporters are saying a lot of things about the Yankees and about spending money and about just baseball in general and that you know people want to sign before December 1st because they don't know how long work is going to stop for and everything so you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. We're going to keep you guys updated no matter what. You know, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, you know, IG stories are all going to be out there for you guys. We just won't be on a podcast episode until December unless a career Seeger type of transaction goes down. If we sign one of the marquee shortstops, we will definitely pop on. Um, but until then, you know, just, you know, uh, share this with your friends, your family, you know, anyone that you know that loves the Yankees, loves baseball. Um, if they ever want to come on friends, and talk with you us. Share it to, to your roommate, to your cat, to your dog, to your neighbor, to God, you know, share it to everybody. Share, share, share. And, you know, we're excited. You know, we're still trying to gain traction with followers and stuff. So, you know, the more you guys can help us out, that would be great. Um, 
we are looking to, you know, get some product in, you know, some memorabilia, some tickets, you know, later on in the off season that we can hopefully raffle off to you guys, you know, our, our fans and our supporters. Uh, and once we're able to get word on what that stuff is going to be, we're going to let you guys know. And, you know, we're just going to help you guys to, you know, show our stuff and that's it. You know, we're, we're here to say, we love doing this, you know, you know, we love the New York Yankees and we love talking baseball. So we're here to stay. Um, but for right now, we got nothing else. You know, this was a fun episode. It was, it was quick, you know, but definitely some good stuff that we were able to talk about and we wanted to get on because we're not going to see you guys for a couple of weeks. Big cry. I cry. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts for all the love and support. And we will see you guys next week. All right. In the name of judge Stan right. and Carlos Correa, we're out of here. Out of here. See you guys soon. Love you guys.